I'm Steve Fezzik in for RJ Bell with the sports betting headlines for Friday. The NBA will return to play on Saturday. One team should benefit the most from the three-day game stoppage. We are only 13 days away from the NFL opener. Find out why there's been only limited betting on the NFL during the summer. We preview two NFL teams today, and I have three best bets to give out on those teams. Here comes a full hour of the Vegas truth covering all that and more. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. 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 This is Straight out of Vegas. With the voice of Vegas, your host, R.J. Bell. The pregame show America has always wanted. From the Vegas Strip, here's R.J. Bell. Straight out of Vegas here on Fox Sports Radio. You can listen to the show as always on the iHeartRadio app. And we appreciate you hanging out with us here on a beautiful Friday afternoon slash evening all across the country. Jonas Knox in for RJ Bell alongside Steve Fezzik. And Steve Fezzik, might I add... Every single time that we do this show together and you record the opening headlines for Straight Out of Vegas, you get better and better. You are turning in and blossoming into a broadcast professional before our very ears, and it's impressive stuff. Well, producer Matt had me do 17 takes, so I'll give him credit. Let me ask you this. What's more difficult, recording those opens for Straight Out of Vegas or counting cards at the Bellagio? Well, for me... Recording is much more difficult because counting cards, it's, it's like learning language. You know, you're right. flipping these cards over and it's plus one, minus one, plus one. And that's all you're doing with the math is adding ones, when plus ones whenever you see little cards. So literally, I, I've taught my nine-year-old to do it. He's, he can tell you what the last card is, whether it's a, a big card, a small card, or a medium card. Okay, hold on a second. You've taught your nine-year-old how to count cards? Yes. Okay. Welcome to Straight Out of Vegas, everybody. That's the kind of content you can only get on this show when you have a man come on the air and say his son, who's not even double digits yet, already knows how to count cards. All right. So he's ahead of everybody else, Fez. I mean, don't show him the movie Casino, though. Whatever you do. Because <laughs> we, don't, we, don't we don't want them to find out what happened. As long as he's doing it on the up and up, then I guess we're fair game. That's all well, I'm the, saying. The mob doesn't uh, control Vegas anymore. Okay. <laughs> So, no, I'm not having him do whole carding or anything like that, Jonas. Okay. He should be fine. Okay, good. Very good. All right, so Steve Fezzik, uh, we are going to take you all the way up until 7 p.m. Eastern time here on Fox Sports Radio. And, Fez, here we are on the eve of yet another restart in the NBA. The NBA playoffs are back coming up tomorrow. They've agreed to it. The owners have agreed to the players' requests and uh, in, in their assistance to try and help the cause and get their messaging out and put a stop to some of the violence that is happening and some of the other things that players have wanted to be changed for quite some time. And so here we are. The NBA starts back up tomorrow, Steve Fezzik. And I got to ask you this. If we take it from what needed to be done – 
in regards to for the players to feel comfortable to come back on and want to play and continue this season. Now we transition over to what you specialize in, and that is who's got the advantage? Who's the team that looks to benefit the most from what happened over the past 48 to 72 hours in the NBA playoffs? So, Steve Fezzik, I ask you, professional sports better our NBA expert here when it comes to professional sports betting, what team benefits the most from what happened in the NBA bubble over the past 72 hours? The Houston Rockets, Jonas, because if ever there was a team that needed a timeout in their playoff series, it was Houston. They open up with two double-digit wins against Oklahoma City. Oklahoma City makes some nice adjustments. They go with a smaller lineup. They put their rookie Dort guarding Harden. And Harden was playing more and more minutes. He was starting to wear down, it appeared, playing more than 40 minutes in Game 4. And Westbrook, it did not appear, was going to be able to come back Game 5. And if he did, he would not be 100%. But having these extra days off, I think, really benefits the Rockets, who are likely to get Westbrook, who looked very good in practice, apparently, coming back in Game 5. Yeah, and I think that, and look, this is not any any report that I saw, but the way that you saw this going, and it, and it felt like this was something similar to not, I don't want to say that Kevin Durant was the equivalent to it last year because Kevin Durant's injury was much more serious, and the concern for an extensive injury like he had was much more serious. But it felt like the only way Westbrook was going to come back and push it was if they were in a hole. And they desperately needed another body out there, and they needed him out there in order to try and win this series and get a game that they desperately needed. So in a way, this does benefit them. And to your point, all the reports that we've heard come out of practice is that Westbrook looks phenomenal, that he's explosive, and he looks as close to 100% as you can possibly be. So I would agree. It felt like Houston got a couple of games from Oklahoma City without Westbrook. It felt like they were in the driver's seat to go ahead and run away with this series. But now that it's evened up and now that we've got a pivotal game on our hands, the fact that you're going to get Westbrook back, I think, is only good things for the Houston Rockets, who I still legitimately believe are a title contender in this bubble environment. Yeah, now earlier in the week, RJ went ahead and had a best bet on Oklahoma City, and I liked his best bet. And the line at the time was Oklahoma City plus three. And that handicap was that if Westbrook came back midweek, that he would not be close to 100%. And RJ liked the adjustments that Oklahoma City had made and the fact that Harden was wearing down. Things change in sports betting. Now that we've had three more days off, now that Westbrook had looked so good in practice and Harden got to rest, I've spoken to RJ, and I know he's not nearly as bullish on Oklahoma City. Even though you're getting five now in Oklahoma City, line has gone up two points, and I think that that is an adjustment that absolutely had to be made, if not even greater because of the fact that Harden will be at 100% and Westbrook should be back at close to 100%. I have Westbrook worth three points to the Vegas betting line, Jonas. Okay, let me ask you this. So, say, did RJ get the bet in officially at the, at the plus three? He did, but his bet would have been, if you bet it, it would be voided. Okay, because that's, that was my question. Yes, it goes by house rules. Different books have different rules, but the vast majority of books, if you bet on a game and it's not played on that day, or at least within 24 hours at some books, the bet is a refund. So you sh if you did bet RJ's best bet, you should have a refund and you can rebet it if you should so choose. Yeah, but why do I feel like not every book is going to honor that? Why, why do I feel like well, not every book plays by the same rules? And, and maybe what would happen is that they would take it case by case, and depending on where the book was at, they would they would determine that, no, sorry, listen, you placed the bet, the game hasn't been played, but it is going to be played. That's the number that you get. 
Yeah, it, it is a complicated situation because I know one local book here, the Westbrook, has a rule. It's called a COVID playoff rule, Jonas. The Westgate, correct? Yes, all bets have act. Oh, I'm sorry. I mean, yeah, the, maybe it maybe it just opened up. I don't know. I, I mean, it, that could be the case. You know, I know the uh, the old San Remo probably got torn down, so maybe the Westbrook's by the San Remo. <laughs> I have no idea, Fez. It it is indeed the Westgate, and the Westgate. If you bet it. And even if they play a week later and it's the same game, the game five, you have action. However, if you have a physical ticket, you can go in if you want to void it. This is a very nice that the bookmaker does this. You can void your ticket. I actually went in because I had bet Oklahoma City and asked, I bet on the app, Jonas. I asked, can I get that bet voided? They're like, sorry, Fez, you only get can void it, the option, if it's a ticket, not an app bet. So I'm oh, out of luck. Okay, so, you, so you're screwed in that regard. By the way, wasn't there a fire at the Westgate recently? Didn't I see yeah, some video? Yeah, small fire. Very good. So you, you've been reading up on the uh, the <laughs> Vegas day-to-day operations after that incident in the Blasio Fountain. That's good, well, No, no, but here, here's the thing. Because Steve Cofield, friend of the show, the original uh, host on Straight Out of Vegas on the weekends, he actually sent out a tweet of a video, and I remember seeing it, and there was a damn fire at the Westgate. And I thought, okay, well, who did Fez piss off that they threw, <laughs> uh, you know, like uh, you know, a, a, a blowtorch at or something like that? Because I know you're not very well thought of in a lot of casinos and sports books out there. So I was just making sure that you were okay. That was in a roundabout way. I was just checking on your your well being. That's it. <laughs> I, I appreciate that. And yes, I would say about half of the books around Vegas still let me bet at them. So I'm still in action. All right. Well, very good. All right. So let me ask you this: Steve Fezzik, Jonas Knox, straight out of Vegas here on Fox Sports Radio, in for R.J. Bell. Scoring has gone way up. I mean, it is way up in the in this bubble environment to where you see 150 points put on the board by a team, and it's it's sort of like the norm at this point in time. Fez, why has the scoring gone up? There's a lot of reasons for it. I got to give RJ credit for this, and RJ shocker, Jonas. I had a bet with RJ earlier this week. Guess who won that bet? Uh, RJ. Yes, he did, because I made a case for Denver and Utah to go under. And by the way, I'm no longer 12-0 and on my best bets. I'm 12-1 and because I went under. And RJ said, right now, Fez, it is a brave man that plays any playoff game in the bubble to go under. And he made a great case, Jonas, outlining you get the same backdrop night after night. So how nice is that? Remember when you're shooting on your driveway when you're growing up and you could just see that 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 same rim you played so well on. And I think that that's benefiting all the players. You have the same routine, no travel, you're sleeping in the same hotel room, no negative crowd noise, no one's yelling at you. And on the sidelines and on the baseline, no photographers on top of you, no hostile crowds on top of you bothering your peripheral vision. I think all those factors are contributing to just an epic offensive explosion. The averages this year in the playoffs, 12 points higher than last year, Jonas. And in that Utah-Denver game, I mentioned to RJ, I don't think both these teams can shoot 40% from three going forward, RJ. Jonas, they both almost shot 50%. 50%. Well, no, and it's an interesting point because if you remember, and I still remember this game because it was one of the ugliest games that I had ever seen watching basketball, college, pro, high school, me at a carnival shooting on those oval rims, whatever the case may be. Do you remember Butler and UConn in the NCAA final a few years back? That was oh, I, I want to say it was in a dome. It was in a dome, but I don't remember which dome it was in. But they were awful. They couldn't hit a shot. And one of the complaints that came out of it afterwards was the sight lines. And it's one of the things that, I, that I've always found unfair about the NCAA tournament. The NCAA tournament is the most un. It, it's the best tournament, but it is the most unfair tournament to favorites. And here's why: if you have a good season, how are you rewarded? 
you're rewarded with no home court advantage and very little time to prepare for your opponents beyond the first round uh, if you went on the same weekend. And then when you do get to the final four, if you make a run there, most of the time it's played in a football stadium. Like, like it's, it would be like if all of a sudden uh, they're like, hey, where's the World Series this year? Uh, Daytona. What? <laughs> like, it, it doesn't make any sense. So I've always been curious to see when, when you are somebody in Vegas, a professional better, do you look at stuff like that as well, too? Because I remember watching that game and just thinking, man, whoever had the under, you had to have been smiling five minutes into the game. Oh, absolutely. And frankly, the pros look at those cavernous arenas, and if they're half empty, that's even better. So they, they call it Arch Madness in St. Louis when that conference plays their conference tourney. That early game, it seems like it's 8-3 to three at the second TV timeout every single time where the shooters just can't hit any shots with no fans in the crowd and a really large stadium. Steve Fezzik, Jonas Knox, in for R.J. Bell here on Fox Sports Radio. You can check out the show on the iHeartRadio app. And and to that point, Fez, before we finish up here, um, I would expect, I mean, if their familiarity is the key and they're more used to this backdrop because they're playing at it every single game, wouldn't you think that the scoring would go up? I mean, it would just continuously go up, wouldn't it? Yes. Now, the one factor is that when you're playing in one playoff series, historically, as you get into games five, six, and seven, scoring goes down as the teams get more familiar with each other. So right. be careful of that. But the overall trend in terms of the higher scoring, I think that 227 average we've seen in the bubble so far is much more representative than what we've seen in, pre, in prior years. And I might add, Jonas, we have seen a lot of blowout series where oftentimes there's been some quit in the teams. And so when teams quit, they lose the defensive intensity. So we might see more defensive intensity going forward, but I think more the same, that higher scoring is going to continue in the bubble. Steve Fezzik, Jonas Knox in for RJ Bell here on Fox Sports Radio, brought to you by AutoZone. AutoZone has more ways for you to get what you need when you need it with their free same-day pickup. You can place your order online and grab what you need today. More than 5,700 AutoZone locations in-store curbside. Visit AutoZone.com today to start your job fast. Get in the zone. AutoZone. All right, coming up next, a surprise, a surprise regarding the start of the NFL season. We'll tell you what that is next here on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Straight Out of Vegas here on Fox Sports Radio. Jonas Knox, Steve Fezzik in for RJ Bell here on FSR. You can check out the show as always on the iHeartRadio app. Uh, We've got some surprising information regarding the start of the NFL season. We will get to that here coming up in just a couple of moments. But first, we need to go live to the Las Vegas Strip. He is standing on one foot on top of the Luxor on the Strip in Las Vegas here to tell us what the weather conditions are. Steve Fezzik, our interim meteorologist, what is the latest? Yes, we bring the fun and excitement of Vegas to you each and every day. The current temperature, it's 107 degrees again, Jonas. It's been that way for 90 days, and the neon is overheating. Wait, hold on a second. It's been 107 degrees for 90 days? I'm exaggerating, but okay. I have to I tell you, say. we've we've topped 100 degrees seemingly for, for the last two months every day. Yeah, but at least it's not too uh, filled up there. There's not. A, are there a lot of people in Vegas right now? Are they? Are they? Is everybody walking the strip like normal, or is it? Is it still a ghost town somewhat? 
somewhere in between. I would say we're roughly 50% capacity on the Strip. So people are gambling, but it's not like it is during a uh, normal Vegas summer. All right, well, we go from uh, there over to this here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, Steve Fezzik, let me go ahead and uh, and transition, if we could, to the NFL in regards to what is happening at the start of the season, because that's the problem. There's not a lot happening at the start of the season. What are you seeing as far as inactivity goes? Before we get to your number 11 team on your countdown, the lack of NFL betting to start out the year, what's the issue? Yeah, so what's happening, if you look at the season wins, if you look at the NFL Week 1 lines, they are virtually identical to what they were two months ago. Now, in a normal year, Jonas, we would have all kinds of data going on. We'd be watching Week 2 and Week 3 in the preseason. We'd be watching some quarterbacks we don't necessarily trust underperform. Tyrod Taylor would throw three interceptions, and you'd see money pouring in against the Chargers. But since we don't have any games to watch, we don't have any data Further, we've got games in every other sport going on, so we're distracted. The bettors and the bookmakers watching, betting the NHL, the NBA, the WNBA, golf, UFC, tennis. There's just not enough time to really try to dig into these obscure practice reports. And so because of this, more than any summer I've ever seen, there has been little to no movement in any NFL lines. Is this just survival at this point? Is it just they need to bet on something because they've been inactive for that long, so they've got to pay attention to what's happening right now? They can know, maybe, Do they not have uh, enough in, in the tank, so to speak, or enough in the account that they can you know, just focus on the NFL so this is all about survival and living week to week or night to night, depending on some guys? Boy, I think there's a lot of pent-up demand, frankly, not even survival. I think there's a lot of people who have craved betting on major sports, and they put a few bets on UFC along the way and bet some baseball, and now they're betting the NBA playoffs, but they have a lot more money in their pockets than they had back if there had been um, you know, uh, the MLB through the, throughout the entire summer and sports throughout the entire summer. I think people are ready to fire on the NFL, but they're going to wait until the games are actually starting. So think about that. So because they've got more money, they've got to gamble it. Like, why can't you just not gamble it? Why can't you just, you know, lay low and hold on to that money till the NFL season? Like, you really have to bet a horse race in Japan uh, just because you got to scratch the itch? What are we talking about here, Fez? How, how many Korean baseball and Japanese baseball games have you watched this year, Jonas? <laughs> I've watched like, uh, like two and a half innings. And the second I saw that there were stuffed animals in the crowd, I said, I'm out. I, I, don't, need, <laughs> I don't need to watch uh, guys playing baseball in a claw machine. I'm not interested. I have no interest in watching it. It's not my thing. But again, I'm not here to judge. And if people want to bet on it, they can better on all they want so you expect so at what point though there's got to be a, a point over the next couple of weeks where you would think that it's going to be a feeding frenzy on the nfl correct yes and i think it's going to happen in 13 days when we see houston go ahead and kick off against kansas city i think the flip will get switched and i think we're going to see just tremendous volume week one in the nfl Okay, well, from that over to this, Steve Fezzik, you've been counting down 32 all the way to one, your NFL team rankings, and we come to team number 11, and that team is the Tennessee Titans. Yes, and I like the Titans to go over eight and a half wins, minus $1.25, so got to pay a little extra vigorous. The Titans are undervalued, Jonas. Titans only won nine games last year, but the reason, Marcus Mariota. He was bad last year. The Titans were bad with him. They went two and four. When Tannehill took over, the Titans were a much better team. They finished the year 7-3, and three, and that playoff run was tremendous, winning at New England 
at Baltimore, hanging in there at Kansas City. So I can make a case the Titans were playing as a team that should have won at least, if not more, 10 wins under Tannehill. Tannehill was a top 10 quarterback. You know, I had a lot of trouble rating Tannehill where he should be this year. I know that Derrick Henry set him up with play action to, to succeed last year. I have him as my number 12 quarterback. Do you think that's too high? I do. I'm not as big on Tannehill as a lot of people are. And I was last year during the regular season, I'll give him credit because the run that they made was sparked because of Tannehill. He was just a better quarterback and he is a better quarterback than Marcus Mariota. And there was talent on that roster and they got motivated by what was happening. My biggest issue is that when it came down to the most important games of the season, even though they were winning those games in the postseason, it was Derrick Henry throwing touchdown passes. They didn't go through Tannehill yet. They still gave him the big contract. That's my biggest concern it's why I'm down on Tennessee this year yeah and I certainly downgraded Tannehill I don't expect him to be a top 10 quarterback there's other reasons though that I like the Titans as a running team we talked about timing might be off for passing teams to start the year because it's so critical with the practice to get it right with limited practice but being a running team I do believe it's easier Uh, continuity 19 starters are back for the Titans They have a very easy schedule, third easiest schedule in the NFL, so that should help them to win more games. And the kicking, last year, the Titans were horrendous at kicking. Eight out of 18 field goals, so they made less than half their field goals. Now, they don't have a good kicker this year either in Greg Joseph. He can't be worse than the four guys that kicked for them last year in combination. So a lot of ancillary reasons to like the Titans as well. Oh, it, we're in the middle of a pandemic, and you got to take out Joseph like that on the air. What's that about, Fez? <laughs> Think about that. You make half a field goal a game. How is that even possible, I Jonas? I, I know. It, it is crazy. I mean, but look, they made a run, and it did work. And, and a lot of people, Clay Travis, I know, has said they ended the dynasty in New England. So you give them credit for that. I just, I'm really skeptical on, on Tennessee. What are the, Do you have division odds? And I'm putting you on the spot for that. Do you have division odds? Because I feel really confident about one team in that division. But I want to hear what the odds are first before I say it on the air. I'm going to go ahead and, and pull it up. So the Colts are plus 135, Titans plus 175, Houston plus 325, and the Jacksonville Jaguars. I know you don't like them, 20 to 1. Uh, it was the Indianapolis Colts. I'm out. Uh, I wanted to be unique and say, okay, well, I like the team that's not the favorite to win that division. It, it is the Indianapolis Colts, but since they're the favorite, I'm out, and I won't be making that pick on the air. So there's Very that. good. Yeah, I got to be original, Fez. I do want to ask you, my one concern about the Titans is Derrick Henry and his usage last year. Now, he had 300 carries during the regular season. That's a lot. That's pretty much the most any running back typically gets now. But he also carried the ball 83 times in the postseason. And these were high-impact, very leveraged carries in the postseason as he was stiff-arming guys, running over guys, basically small car crashes. You added up, you had almost 400 carries. Can we trust Derrick Henry to stay healthy and to stay elite given all those miles on his tires last year? I mean, I would give him the benefit of the doubt. Uh, they already paid him, so you can't go back and say, well, no, nah, don't worry about it. We got major concerns. I just look at it and I go, all right, if that's the case and he struggles, do you trust Ryan Tannehill? And you're telling me that you trust Ryan Tannehill more than, what, uh, 20 other quarterbacks, starting quarterbacks in the NFL? I do, and I trust him a lot more if Derrick Henry's still getting his five yards per carry, setting him up for favorable play action passes. Totally agree. All right, Steve Fezzik, you have a best bet on the Tennessee Titans. This is one of three best bets here on the show here on Straight Out of Vegas. What is it? 
Yeah, Tennessee Titans season win number over eight and a half, minus 125. So risk 125 to win 100 on the Titans to go over eight and a half wins. There he is, Steve Fezzik, Jonas Knox in for RJ Bell here on Straight Out of Vegas. Coming up next here on FSR, we will get to the number 10 team in the NFL, and it's in the NFC. Find out who the number 10th ranked team, according to Steve Fezzik, is in, in the NFL. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern. 3 p.m. Pacific. Straight out of Vegas here on Fox Sports Radio. Jonas Knox, Steve Fezzik in for R.J. Bell. Brought to you by AutoZone. AutoZone has more ways for you to get what you need when you need it with their free same-day pickup. You can place your order online and grab what you need today at more than 5,700 AutoZone locations in-store curbside. Visit AutoZone.com today to start your job fast. Get in the zone. AutoZone. All right, Steve Fezzik coming up in, we'll call it 15 minutes from now here on FSR. We've got a best bet plus... We've got favorites to win a championship, and it may be a surprise to some people out there. That'll be coming up 15 minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio. But, Fez, uh, we just finished up your look ahead to the number 11th-ranked team in the NFL as we head into the 2020 season. That team was the Tennessee Titans. Number 10, we go all the way to the NFC North, and it's the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, I like the Tennessee Titans. Over eight and a half wins is a best bet. The Minnesota Vikings, I don't have a best bet on the season win, but I do lean under the nine wins for the Vikings. Jonas, we talk about cluster injuries during the course of a year. Well, the Vikings have a situation on defense. I'll call it cluster losses. That D has lost so much. So you look at the defensive line, they lose Everson Griffin, they lose Linville Joseph, Michael Pierce opts out, they lose three guys uh, on their defensive line. And at cornerback, cluster losses there with Xavier Rhodes, Trey Waynes, Mackenzie Alexander. That defense is always good under Zimmer, seemingly. I'm not so sure it's going to be good this year. So the Vikings won 10 games last year. I have to feel that these defensive personnel losses are going to go ahead and bring them down to nine wins, if not eight. Jonas, is it possible that that Viking defense, which seemingly is always good, might it just be average this year? Well, I don't think the defense played all that well last year. A lot of people can point to Kirk Cousins all they want. I actually thought Kirk Cousins had a good season last year. I thought the defense was a disappointment. I felt like the timing was just off to where they were off by a year. If you would have gotten that Kirk Cousins the year before, maybe we're looking at a different outcome. It just felt to me like the defense took a step back, and offensively, uh, the the Minnesota Vikings were still a, a good team, still playing at a high level. I thought Kirk Cousins at times played some of the best football of his career and he got a contract extension after the season. Dalvin Cook's one of the best all-around running backs. If he's healthy, that's a big if. They lose Stephon Diggs, although I don't think that's going to be as as bad of a loss as a lot of people might make it out to be. So yeah, the defense is a question mark, but it feels like if I've been paying attention that you like the under on every single team in the NFC North. <laughs> no, I like Detroit over. So I, I believe in parity in this division. Everybody's going to go 8-8 eight and eight, basically. I do want to ask you that loss of Diggs Adam Thielen has tailed off mightily the last two years at the end of the year, uh, had injuries last year. They have a rookie coming in, Justin Jefferson from LSU. How confident are we that Cousins is going to be comfortable with his with Thielen and with the rookie at uh, wide receiver? Yeah, I mean, that's the, that's the big question. Also, you lose Stefanski as your offensive coordinator, and it felt like they had a really good rapport, he and, and Kirk Cousins. So, yeah, that, that'll be interesting to watch. I just don't know that I trust anybody in that division 
that's better than Minnesota right now. Honestly, like I, I don't know that. I mean, I don't know how you can trust Chicago. I don't know what the hell's going on with Green Bay and what their thought process was. Uh, everything you hear is that Jordan Love's not playing well in practice. And then, look, we keep waiting for Detroit to have that breakout season, and then they start off the year 2-1, and one, and next thing you know, they're looking for their fifth win, and it's week 16. It's like it feels like we go through the same thing over and over again. It might be, now that I'm thinking about it, the worst division in that conference. Like, yeah, like if, if, if outside of the NFC East, I think the NFC East and the NFC North are, are fighting for the worst conference in the NFC. And the Bears just lost their running back for two to four weeks, Montgomery. Right. I, I don't think Tariq Cohen is uh, ready for prime time no. starting at running back. That's Nor not his is role. He good. Can you imagine him playing like in the snow in Chicago in December being the lead back? So I mean. problems for all of these teams no doubt i um you know the vikings one thing i don't like about the vikings also they were the least injured team last year and you're, you're like wait a minute that's good we've got a healthy team no they were healthy yeah, last year th- that always evens out doesn't it it exactly. always feels like it evens out and exactly that, right so yeah, some that, injuries come for the vikings all of a sudden seemingly everybody in that division could be going eight and eight yeah and and you you get a big playoff win on the road last year against new orleans and i know it felt like all right so that you know that at least got the confidence level up from Kirk cousins and then you run into an absolute wood chipper in the 49ers in the bay area and that was a problem so it just look i i i just don't my big thing is i don't think the vikings are a great great team i think they've been better over the past couple of seasons Seasons, but I just don't know who's the other team in that division that I would go, oh, for sure I like them over Minnesota. I, I, I can't, I don't feel good about Green Bay. We talked about it all year last year. How many bounces, and you talk about lucky breaks and as far as injuries go for the Minnesota Vikings, man, Fez, we were breaking down Packer games going, God, they barely beat this team. They were at this point, what was it, what, they were like four, three or four point favorites against the Raiders in Green Bay, and nobody could make, figure out why. There was a, a Monday night game against Detroit early in the season. They were only like a two and a half point favorite, and nobody could figure out why. And then we figured out why. They they weren't as good as their record was uh, seemingly was. And when the Packers went on the road and played most notably the 49ers twice, and everyone can say, well, why would they draft a quarterback? They were one game away from the Super Bowl. Man, if if you, if you think that was one game away from the Super Bowl, I like to know what your what, what your idea of one game was because they were blowtorched in that game. Yeah, and it, and was, several, it wasn't close. In several games, I remember when they played at the Chargers. The they Chargers, had all the, yes. Had all the fans in the state stadium very disappointed. Cheeseheads, I might add. I think they got rolled eleven to twenty six, and the Packers actually got outgained for the year last year. And you gotta wonder, Aaron Rodgers and. Does he have a chip on his shoulder? Or is he just upset with the organization not having a number two wide receiver because they traded up to get Jordan Love? I mean, this this really could, and, and I mentioned that the equivalent to the NFC East, this could end up being like what the NFC East was last year, to where the team, it, it could come down late in the season with a couple of matchups, and it's going to be 9-7 and seven that's going to win a division there. It wouldn't surprise me at all in the North, honestly. Oh, I agree. Uh, Steve Fezzik, Jonas Knox here on Fox Sports Radio. You can listen to the show on the iHeartRadio app. All right, so Fez, you have two best bets on the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, Recap your first best bet if you could. Yeah, Tennessee Titans over eight and a half wins was my first best bet. Okay, and then you have a best bet on the Minnesota Vikings. Now, do you want to drop that best bet here right now, or do you want to drop that best bet after the break? I mean, you let me know. Like, How do you want to play this? I have two of them associated with the Vikings, so I'll drop one of them. We'll go prop bet. Kirk Cousins. Over 3,800 pass yards, Jonas. So 
Last year, Cousins only threw for 3,603, but last year he sat out Week 17, so the Vikings mailed in their Week 17 game against the Bears. He would have gone over this number had he played that game, and Kirk Cousins, amazingly, in the four years before, he's never missed a game, so he is Mr. Consistent in terms of not missing any games, and he's gone over 4,000 yards in all those years. So if I'm right about the Vikings and their defense is not nearly as good as it's been in prior years, that means the Vikings aren't going to have the lead, which means they aren't going to be able to run the ball like they normally do half the time. They're going to have to throw the ball more. This is a usage situation. Even without digs, I think Cousins has to throw more. I'm going over 3,800 pass yards, Kirk Cousins. God, look at you. All that bullying of Kirk Cousins in his primetime appearances over the past couple of years, and then you come all the way back around, and now you're rallying for him to put up big yards. I mean, what a a reversal of worlds for Steve Fezzik. You are a heartless human being. You know that? He can throw four interceptions. I just want him okay, to get yards. Fair enough. All right, good for you. So you don't care about his Pro Bowl appearance. You just care about him hitting the over so you can win your money. All right, fair enough. It's a cold world out there. Uh, all right, Jonas Knox, Steve Fezzik in for R.J. Bell here on Fox Sports Radio. want to let you know we are brought to you by AutoZone. AutoZone has more ways for you to get what you need when you need it with their free same-day pickup. You can place your order online and grab what you need today at more than 5,700 AutoZone locations in-store curbside. Visit AutoZone.com today to start your job fast. Get in the zone. Auto zone. All right, coming up next, Fez, you have got a second best bet. A second best bet on the Minnesota Vikings. If you want to make some money, don't go anywhere. It's yours right here on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. He is Steve Fezzik. I'm Jonas Knox. This is Fox Sports Radio. We are straight out of Vegas in for R.J. Bell here on FSR. You can always check out the show on the iHeartRadio app. Coming up 15 minutes from now, top of next hour, it is The Odd Couple here on Fox Sports Radio. Rob Parker, Chris Broussard, make sure you check them out. Uh, Coming up here 15 minutes from from now right here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, All right, so Steve Fezzik, uh, we have got and we've been talking NFL. You've been counting. Counting down your top teams in the NFL, 32 all the way down to one. We are finishing up the teens. We are finishing up the double digits. So our number 10 team, before we get into some NBA storylines coming up here in just a couple of moments, is the Minnesota Vikings. You've given one best bet out on the Minnesota Vikings, and that was Kirk Cousins and the over on his yearly passing yards. Over 3,800 pass yards. Yes, more usage for Cousins because the Viking defense not as good. So the Vikings are going to have to throw more in the second half. Okay, so that being said, now we're on to best bet number two. This is one of three best bets here on Fox Sports Radio. If you missed any of the previous two, you can check out the podcast after the show at foxsportsradio.com. Best bet number two on the Minnesota Vikings is what, Steve Fezzik? NFL week one, we're going to take the Green Bay Packers catching the points at Minnesota. Shop around on this one. The line is anywhere from plus three to plus three and a half on Green Bay. We discussed how much parity there is in this division. All the teams are really close together. Well, normally, Minnesota would have a really awesome home field advantage. So if Minnesota is comparable to Green Bay, they're very close. I would expect that Minnesota should be laying three and a half to Green Bay, but The big part of Minnesota's home field advantage is that great crowd noise. Well, Minnesota on Tuesday this week announced no fans, along with many other stadiums, week one to start the season. 
without the fans, Jonas, I can't give them more than two for a home field advantage. So if I've got two comparable teams and I give Minnesota a generous two for home field, that doesn't get me to even three. If I can get Green Bay plus three or more, and there are plus three and a halves out there, absolutely best bet Green Bay plus three to plus three and a half. And that's at Minnesota. You like Green Bay plus three and a half at Minnesota. Yes. Okay. Because Mike Zimmer, I don't know if you saw these comments from Mike Zimmer last weekend, about a week ago, Mike Zimmer was talking about how there was an unfair advantage in that some places could have fans and other places couldn't. And Minnesota is one of those places that's not going to have fans. So the fact that their head coach is already discussing that publicly, does that make you feel better about your bet? It does. I'm not comfortable making huge bets against Zimmer <laughs> exactly. because I, I love guy. Zimmer as an NFL <laughs> coach. And he's actually, if you would blindly bet on Zimmer, you're cashing 62% uh, since 2014. So he knows what he's doing. Okay, so Steve Fezzik, we uh, did talk about the NBA. It is back. It is back tomorrow. And what else is back are NBA lines. Lines to bet on these games have just come out recently, Steve Fezzik. What are we looking at so far? Yeah, so I've got Milwaukee minus 13.5 on Saturday, hosting, not hosting, but against Orlando. Houston minus 5 against Oklahoma City. And the Lakers laying 13.5 against Portland are the Saturday lines. I took a look at all these totals, Jonas. We've been talking about the scoring and how much scoring there's been in the playoffs. The average scoring in the NBA playoffs this year, 227 points. It's been 12 points higher than average. I summed up all these totals that are being dealt on the weekend games. The odds makers have adjusted. The average is currently at 225. That's a sky-high number for totals, but it is not as high as the average has been year-to-date. And we've been talking about Denver, Utah, and how how high scoring that series has been. 220 and a half is the game six total. Denver, Utah. I lost playing game five under. Jonas, am I going to tempt fate and lose again playing game six under? Yeah, why not? I mean, come on. This is what this. You, sometimes you got to go out firing, Fez. Like, it, it, like I swear to God, you've seen those those half times during like the Sugar Bowl where they've got uh, those. Like, if you throw a football through the the hole in the Dr Pepper, you win a scholarship or like twenty five thousand dollars. Have you seen those promotions? Yeah, the two hand okay. push is, is yeah, the okay. way to go. Yeah. All right. So, so that yeah, that's that's how you think about things. Me. I would rather lose $25,000 and have perfect form on national television than shot put it to try and win a scholarship. That's just me. So I'm telling you right now, sometimes it's better to go down in a blaze of glory than it is to win a bunch of money and celebrate afterwards. So, you know, just just a little food for thought, Fez. And I am a professional gambler. So in case you uh, you know you need anything, just hit me up. Just let me know. <laughs> so you would not approve that I have my nine-year-old shooting underhand still on the 10-foot rim. So, yeah, I wouldn't. I'm not going out like that. It's just not happening. I'm pr- I'm probably going to put a modest bet. This is not a best bet. I, I lean under in Denver, Utah, but I think this is an example where we might see this total inflate even higher. I'm probably going to lose more money on unders in that series, and they'll probably hit 47% from three. Again, game six, both those teams just shooting out of their minds. How, do, how are the title odds looking? Has there been any change? There's been a lot of stuff going on, most of it emotionally and off the floor and off the court. We've seen teams start to pick up and play better, like the Lakers, like the Bucks. The Clippers coming off a big win. Has there been any move, any adjustment to the NBA title odds? 
The Clippers are currently the favorite. Paul George finally had a good game. I guess that did it. So the Clippers plus 275, risk 100 to win 275. Lakers number two at three to one. Milwaukee third choice at plus 325. A little concerned, Jonas, that maybe Milwaukee is more distracted than any other NBA team right now with what's going on in the world in the bubble. Uh, Do you think that's the proper order of those three teams? Uh, I mean, it's it's I would I would go. Clippers, Bucks, Lakers, as far as my favorites to win the NBA championship. I just wonder when you hear these reports that the Clippers and the Lakers were the first two teams that wanted out, how much of that's going to impact things moving forward. That's my only thought. But what the hell do I know, Fez? Uh, All right. It is straight out of Vegas here on Fox Sports Radio. If you missed any of today's show, you can check out the podcast at FoxSportsRadio.com, including not one, not two, but three best bets from the great Steve Fezzik. We are straight out of Vegas back on Monday, 6 p.m. Eastern time, right here on Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas! 